welcome to Tales from the Orca with your hosts, T Panda and the BFG. Uh, I'm T Panda, and with me, as always, is the BFG himself. Brian, how you doing? Joey, I'm doing fantastic, man. It's Fourth of July week. We're here. We're uh, we're enjoying ourselves. It's summer vacation, full swing. Yeah, you're excited. You're a teacher, so you get the summer vacation off. I, um, I do. Yeah, and uh, two, two months every summer. People people knock it all the time, but you know, I'm I'm digging it. I slept yeah, in, I slept in today on a Tuesday. That's awesome. I'm not as excited about summer because I work all year round and like I don't like the heat, but I do like going to the beach. I do like things about the summer, I like grilling out. Grilling out so, in uh, summertime, yeah. drinking is one of my favorite things to do. I mean, summer is a fun time. I just don't like sweating to death, which is, you know, I'm prone to sweating. So yeah, me too. Something that happens. We're, we're, we're both we're both kind of sweaty guys. We so. are sweaty dudes. The sweaty, <laughs> just, we're just, sweaty we're guy podcast. podcast. Sweaty guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had discussions about how much we sweat and how to prevent the sweating and uh, such and such. Um, I feel a little rusty because we haven't recorded in a while. It has uh, been a while. Loyal viewers, listeners, you probably I don't realize that but we usually get a couple couple episodes recorded and then take a little bit of time off etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, which works for our podcast because we're not usually talking about current events so no. it uh you know we're talking about old movies but um speaking of current events have you watched anything lately brian uh i saw rocket man recently uh, which i believe you you did as well right? as did i yeah what'd you think uh i liked it better than bohemian rhapsody okay um, like I said in my review on Facebook, um, I thought it had teeth, whereas, like, I thought it had, like, grit to it right. in a way that Bohemian Rhapsody did not. Right. I was looking for, I was, I, I did not dislike Bohemian Rhapsody as much as I thought, that being a huge Freddie Mercury fan. I thought they were going to completely sanitize it, and it was a little bit better than I thought, and R- Rami Malek was amazing in it. He was. Uh, great performance, but I think overall I liked how gritty and real Rocket Man was. I was really impressed because Elton John was the executive producer on it and you know Elton John is thought to have, you know, he's got a big ego and stuff. You would right. think that he would right. sanitize it and make himself look great and he makes himself look pretty bad in a lot of that. He does. Movie. Uh, there, there's a there's there's one or two scenes in that movie where you're just like, "Ooh. Yeah, Elton, yeah, taking it. Taking yeah. it to the Taking it to the edge there, yeah. Uh, but and I liked the musical aspects of it. I did um, too. I felt like the one thing, the, the the my biggest complaint about it was, I felt like sometimes the musical aspects took you out of the movie a little bit, and they didn't blend well. Which is why I thought oh, Bohemian Rhapsody I felt flowed better as a movie. Yeah, and Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't have any musical to it. It's no. it's got music in it, but right. it's not a musical. It doesn't use the the Queen music to tell the story. Right. Um, but the Elton John's music is so autobiographical in a way. It with is him yeah. and Bernie Taupin, his uh, his uh, writer, you know, partner. Um, they they both put a lot of themselves into into was the Jamie movie Bell movies. was the. Guy that played yeah, the, that's the kid from uh, Billy Elliot. I yeah, think. I didn't realize that until yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, playing the great Bernie Taupin, who I was the one thing I was like the most excited about is Bernie Taupin is one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Insane. And no so one knows good. of him. He is he is Elton John. It's, it's as if he's a Beatle. Right. Like he is. That is how important he is to Elton John. You For know. Sure. He is. You know. The Paul McCartney to right. Elton John's and it's, it's John. It's crazy Lennon. to me how. Like Elton John can be so musically gifted because they really show a good they, they show that as well where he's got a great ear for music. Yeah, he just sits down and learns how to play. Sits the piano. down and learns how to play play the piano and, and and plays it very well from from everything that you see. But then like has no voice when it comes to the lyrics. Oh, he has no. Yeah, he yeah, cannot come up with lyrics. Cannot, cannot to come, save which, his life. which to me seems almost counterintuitive. Like, yeah, it, it's like I feel like you've got one but not the other. 
Yeah. Especially when he's gone through such a struggle mm-hmm. in his life. Yeah, um, he has things to say. He just doesn't know how to say it. Right. That's why and it's I so... And I think that, like, that maybe... That, that was a good job. They did a good job of showing kind of his shyness as a younger man. True. And that led to a lot of the outlandishness of, you know, his stage persona and, and things like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. The, his whole like bit trying to be flashy to cover up right. the fact that he's like has these insecurities and stuff. Right. And, um, I, uh, it was I, good, though. I yeah. Enjoyed it. I thought it was solid and uh, I was happier with it than I was with Bohemian Rhapsody. The the performance scenes of Bohemian Rhapsody are way, you know, way better. Oh, um, yeah. And way more epic and yes. perfectly done. But uh, it's, there were a couple it's, musical moments, though, in Rocketman that really. I was like, wow, that was really cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I was thoroughly impressed. And I'm not a musical guy. Uh, yeah. But I enjoy when they're done well. Yeah, I so. agree. Like when, it, one of the early shows that he does where he starts like levitating and playing the piano, yeah. I thought was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. It's this playing with reality of like. Yeah, the guy that owned the that that bar. I can't remember that guy. Oh, was, oh that. Tate Donovan? Yeah, Tate yeah, Donovan. Tate Donovan yeah. What a great little I loved him for him I loved him in Space Camp back in the 80s Space Camp, Space Camp. <laughs> it was a huge that's one that would not date well that's in the Goonies category of like my generation would love it everybody else would not be into it <clears throat> wasn't there like a monkey in that no there's a robot in a it. robot that, yeah, yeah, yeah a yeah. plucky did, robot there was like some kind of like character that was not yeah yeah for for no reason <laughs> Back when we were obsessed with personal robots, like, you know, Rocky Four <laughs> Rocky had, the, had, had the, robot. the robot in it. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I saw I saw Rocket Man. I also saw Toy Story Four, which um, you did. Okay, I have not yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. No buzz on that movie at all. Zero. I've did, not heard anything we, about it. Did we need it? No. Okay. We didn't need it. My concern is that it cheapens the first three. I feel like it really cheapens the third one. Yeah. But did they do a good job with it? Absolutely. Okay. Like it, it, it is its own story, but I feel like it cheapens the third one and the ending of the third one. Yeah, the the third one. I back to my old you know axe to grind about like I like movies that have high stakes, and that right. third one has such high stakes, such high stakes. And you're like, oh, you feel like it's the perfect ending to mm-hmm. it, to mm-hmm. the whole th- trilogy. And so I was just really worried about them going back, but they assured they assured everybody there, that there were some like really hilarious ended. moments. Okay. Um, <clears throat> really well done. Uh, very emotional once again too. Like the first five minutes of that movie had me like misting up. I was like, no. Fuck you, Pixar. You know, yeah, they got me again. Um, and then Keanu Reeves plays uh, a evil Knievel type daredevil called Duke Kaboom, <laughs> and Great. it is perfect. Yeah, perfect. I'm gonna go see it. Uh, I heard it didn't do well at the box office either, or uh, it didn't do as no, well as they had well, thought. Well, not, not as well as they thought. But like I said, yeah. you know, it's it's more like, did we need it? No. No. Yeah. A- am I enjoying seeing? Uh, seeing these movies with these characters again, absolutely. But yeah. do they need to do another one? No. No. <laughs> like this is this is this is it. Like, Will they no do more. another one? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. They. I think that they won't do another one unless they have a story for I, it. I, so I feel I like know. I feel like also too that uh, actors and things like that are uh, you know because like Don Rickles died. Yeah. He just had a few throwaway lines from uh, with Mr. Potato Head. He wasn't really a, a oh, fleshed yeah, out character right, in this yeah. one. So uh, yeah, it 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 works, but it. 
could it, uh, like I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Right. Uh, it, it was good. It was a. It, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Had a great time. Saw it in a theater full of people uh, with kids and everybody. You know, it was just like I, you know, I'm seeing little kids walk in. They got like Buzz Lightyear's and Woody stuffed characters yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, this is awesome, man. That's because, cool. That's uh, a good movie to see with a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was just a lot of fun to to check that out. Uh, one of the best villains, though, super creepy. Super. Oh, cool. Creepy. I like a creepy cartoon yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah. I like so, it when they go. Uh, it was, they go it, was, hard on it, was that. it was it was well worth it. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I watched, uh, for the first time, The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Yeah. What'd you um, think? I thought it was absolute garbage. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> really? I thought you were one to say, I uh, see people have told me for years and years that the Ned Norton Incredible Hulk is different than the other Marvel. You got to watch it different than the other Marvel movies. More cerebral. I it's like, more, you're going to love what Ed Norton does with it. I like it. Ed Norton better than Mark Ruffalo. I don't, but in the, in the, in the role. Yeah. And I like Ed Norton better than Mark Ruffalo as an actor in general. Uh, I think Ed Norton's got more range than Mark Ruffalo I does, agree. but I like but I like I like both of them. I mean, it's not like I hate but, Mark yeah. Ruffalo, but well, I don't know. You had such an axe to grind against Mark Ruffalo, but <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Fuck Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Now's your chance to go on your soapbox about Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Last Castle, he was bullshit. <laughs> was that the James Gandolfini yeah, movie? James Gandolfini and Robert It's got Redford. the flag upside down. Yeah, it was yeah. like where I first learned about the flat, the U.S. flag being upside down being a symbol of emergency or whatever. Yeah, no. I, I, I thoroughly <coughs> enjoy Mark Ruffalo. Uh, anyway, anyway, Ed Norton. Ed, Ed, Norton blah, blah, blah. Ed Norton's good. I like it. Uh, I like his. I, I really like William Hurt uh, in that movie. William Hurt is very good in it. Very good. And looks just like that character looks in the comic book. Looks just like yeah. it from the comic books. Yeah. Uh, but the movie itself is just awful also my uh jackie my girlfriend brought up that uh yet another comic book movie where the villain is just the alternate version of the hero yes which is a trope from iron man one mm -hmm. and all this stuff i mean it runs through comic books too but it's like why do we always trot that one back out right, and like right. what is tim roth doing in that movie like who was like uh we got a special forces marine we got to get a you know pasty schlubby looking uh British tim man. roth yeah, yeah. Uh, to play that role uh, also live time Tyler just like, man, just not acting at no, all. Just none, like, no. just staring into space and mumbling. Of course, I feel like that's Liv Tyler in general. She's decent in stuff that she's been in. The one movie that I enjoy Liv Tyler in was uh, Besides Armageddon, which is a right, yeah. classic of our times. Uh, but no, uh, Inventing the Abbots, that was, a, that was a good Liv Tyler movie. Okay, yeah. Did you ever see that one? I, I have. It's been a long time. Though. I think I, that was, I watched it on HBO or something. Yeah, some with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. She's Billy, not Billy the Curry. best actress in the world, but she's not terrible. No, as no. She, they, I, I chalked that up to her directing in this movie. was like she was just not directed, and like I yeah. was I, like, what are you well, doing in this movie? She is a secondary character. Like she, You take her out of that movie? Yeah. No, who cares? So we yeah, just got to yeah. put a love interest in yeah, there for exactly. him. But like, she's, oh, he's, Betty, Betty has to be there, and you're like, mm, no. But that character is way more important in the comic books than it is. For true. This, you know, uh, like, and, and like just in the general mythos of the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and, and Which kind of gets cast aside later on. Like right. She just doesn't appear again, right? She so doesn't. Like, I, yeah. She's not been in it. But then they kind of like replaced her with Black Widow yeah. in, in the future Avengers movies. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the effect that Betty has on the Hulk is what black widow and scarlett johansson does in the future movies. yeah um yeah it's just not a good movie not the plot was terrible i didn't like how they like they did that 
I don't like origin stories, but I was like, what is this ridiculous 30 second origin story in the yeah. beginning of this movie where yeah. I'm supposed to like understand what's going on? And I kind of did cause I knew the story of the Hulk, but well, it, it's, it's connected to the original Hulk movie that came out with, uh, Eric Bana. Okay. Kinda. Okay. But, so that's like, but they wanted to just like, uh, say that that didn't exist, but he's but they already, referenced he, it. He's already, like a, he's already the Hulk. It's like they remade it in the yeah. intro, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that Eric Bana one is way worse than this one. I'll give you oh, that. The, for the, sure. the, the, the Ang Lee one is like, that's one of the only movies I've ever walked out of. I, um, it was a pain to finish that. Yeah, movie. it was, I did not. I walked out cause yeah. I was falling asleep and I was like, I gotta go home. So I left <laughs> and went home. Um, but it's still just one of the worst, like of the combo of the Marvel movies I've seen. And yeah, this, no, one, this one, it, and it, 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 if you look at lists, it's usually like Incredible Hulk and Thor are like usually at the bottom of the list. See, yeah, I think I like like Thor a lot more than a lot of people do because I have zero connection to Thor as a character. Right. So seeing that movie and like a lot of that was fresh and new to me. Um, but, but if you I go back, if you, I'm sure you're going to rewatch it at some point with Jackie. Yeah. Uh, it, you go back and look at that, Thor and Thor two both. Like Thor two, I think is better than Thor. Yeah, uh, but Thor is just like they're trying to figure out this character, and then Chris Hemsworth really kind of comes into his own, mm-hmm. uh, which I really enjoy because I mean Thor is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, uh, and what they did in Endgame and all that kind of stuff is fantastic. Uh, but that first one, you're definitely trying to be like, yeah, they're still trying to figure out who this character. Yeah, is. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so, well, anyway. I'll probably we're just, we're watching the Marvel movies in order, and there's many of them that I just like intentionally skipped or whatever, and yep. like because I kind of had comic book burnout for at a point. But this is one of the early ones that I missed, um, and seeing it after Iron Man is like God. This movie's such a good piece of garbage compared yep. to Iron Man. Yep, I got angry at the end of it. Like that's how. <laughs> anyway, well, you can also tell ten like, years ago. You know, okay, it was after the Incredible Hulk that they actually solidified the fact that they were going to do a Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh. where like yeah, they kind of teased it in. And Iron Man with Nick Fury at the end, uh, but then like this one was already being made, before, and they're like, "Oh, let's loop, let's pigeonhole this in, and and you know, get yeah. Tony Stark to show up at the end of it, kind of thing." And yeah, it's made it's made like throwaway comic book movies of the late '80s and early '90s that yes. weren't good and are standalone and yep. have no thing like um, Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm Damn kidding. you! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> I love Batman. Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Batman is fantastic. Love it. Um, all right. So I think this is episode eight, if my yeah. calculations are right, yeah. which is my lucky number. So hopefully we won't screw this one up too bad. But we're doing something a little different for this episode. We're doing a pick 'em, where uh, I picked Brian's topic and Brian picked mine. This is an effort to try to make sure that we have two totally different lists of different movies. Yep. Because I feel like we often overlap, um, and so we're gonna like break it up a little bit for this one. And the topic I chose for Brian were top five. Five Tom Cruise performances. Yes, and uh, in snap response, he said, "Okay, you have to do Tom Hanks performances." One hundred percent. And I would posit that I'm a bigger Tom Cruise fan, and you're a bigger Tom Hanks fan. I, I would totally posit that. Okay. Yeah. And that's not to say I love me some Tom Hanks, National Treasure. Love the guy. You know, he's like oh. I, I would, he wasn't I would, a national treasure. I'm saying he is a national treasure. Yes, I, I would love to um, just hang out with Tom with Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise. Yeah, for for just an afternoon. Yeah, like let exactly. me let me sashay around Hollywood with Tom Hanks for like a Saturday yeah. evening. <laughs> sure, life made. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we both like these actors, right? But I am a bigger Tom Cruise fan, and he's the bigger Tom Hanks fan. So yes. it's interesting to give each other that to see what the thing is. The rules were: we're not gonna, we're not coming up with a top five list for the other one's topic. So 
Brian's going to have his top five, and right. I'm going to have my top five. They're going to be separate, but we will have some conversations about, you know, our opinions on the others' lists and, right. uh, you know, some gems that and they might have missed. performances performances not necessarily the best movies that they are in. right not our favorite movies they were in but our favorite performances i think mine fairly well lines up to my favorite movies right, too right. by him but not perfectly and we're not saying these are the best performances we're saying these are our favorite performances by Correct. these actors so. Correct. Yep. all right um so let me start it off with an honorable mention okay go so for it. tom hanks uh this movie was a big it was important to me as a kid. Okay. I think it came out when I was 10 years old in 1988. The movie is big. Love it. Um, I rented it. So back in the old days before Blockbuster Video, we had the mom and pop video stores. Yeah. And they had one or two copies of a movie. And you had to be there early when they got it in on Friday. Right. Like, And so for my sleepover birthday party 10th 10th birthday party i believe um my parents rented big and everybody came over we watched big i think i got the legends of zelda 2 for the nes at that birthday i think that's That's what it was really birthday right there it was yeah although i was very disappointed that much of legends of zelda 2 is side scrolling but anyway that's another compared to the other pantheon of zelda games after playing zelda 1 and being like oh man i can't see what they follow up with it yes i was very disappointed as a kid But that's for another podcast. Um, Big, uh, his performance in Big is amazing. He plays this child who becomes an adult, suddenly magically becomes an adult and has to navigate the adult world. The reason it's not on my list is it's a little bit icky to watch now because of the implications of like him having an adult relationship as a kid with an adult woman. Right. But that, that's the reason it didn't make my top five because it has not aged that well in okay. my opinion. But um, yeah, so that's that's my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention for uh, for my Tom Cruise list here, we're uh, me being in the the way that I do things. Uh, I have two honorable mentions. Of course, of course I do. Uh, but one is going to be uh, Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat or whatever flavor of the month. Ah, uh, making a sequel to that. I think. Yeah, yeah, they are making a sequel, which I'm really excited to see because I really dug that movie. The movie um, was uh, performed better than everyone thought. I don't mm-hmm. even think they reviewed that movie ahead of time for critics. I think that it just came out. It just came and, out and um, everybody was like, oh yeah. I this. think so, yeah. And then people were like, wow, this is a lot better than we thought it was going to yeah. be. Uh, it had a really cool um, comic book vibe to it, but it also had like this really dark uh, sci-fi aspect to it and edge of tomorrow tom cruise is really really good in it uh he he plays uh a character who's almost against type for him where he is not like he starts out as not the actiony type character uh he's more of a political uh guy for the army and basically like he's their uh, press guy yeah and um <clears throat> then he becomes this hardened actiony type guy after living many many days in Mm -hmm. this endless loop uh emily blunt also fantastic uh in that movie but uh edge of tomorrow is one for me and uh some might say a controversial choice considering that uh this is one of his more well-known roles and uh an oscar nominated performance uh magnolia is another uh Tom Cruise performance uh, in Magnolia. Yeah. And the only reason why I feel like Magnolia is not on my list is because that movie for me drags so much. 
and he is excellent. It does, guy. yeah. But it's the, a little too movie, many stories. The movie takes yeah. away from his performance, and his performance is based on like four scenes. Yeah. So right, he's uh, a motivational speaker. He's a motivational that, speaker, and, yeah. and he's you know it's like you know conquer the pussy and all this kind of you know, like super misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, like saying take power for yourself because you're a man, damn it, and uh, great character for him to play he that that character has some weight to it yeah uh, and more villainous than he is mm-hmm. known for he yes. doesn't, doesn't play roles like that right so. and uh so i think at the time when it came out it was definitely one of those where like oh tom cruise doing something different you know yeah uh but in hindsight now it looks a little it's like uh, you know the movie really brings down the yeah. performance but he's he's still excellent in it so <clears throat> but yeah cool. magnolia uh paul thomas anderson uh, his follow-up to boogie nights uh, which was I think that's why it's bloated is because Boogie Nights was popular and then they were like go do what you want to do and he did this and I think he didn't have enough people going maybe we need to edit a little bit yeah, more or it, maybe it, it is like, over it is over long yeah and so the stories don't all kind of intersect they like how they kind of should right. I think but right. it's still a good movie great soundtrack mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Uh, I forget about Magnolia all the time it's not one that I that I think about yeah like, and uh, Magnolia is uh, it's it's a perfectly worth watching yeah worth watching movie you might have to watch uh, it in two sittings though yeah it's, it's, like, it's, take it's a not break one that you just can comfortably sit down and watch yep for sure gotcha okay well my number five on my tom hanks performances list is a movie that y'all all forgot about but i didn't it's uh the 2002 film road to perdition oh man uh great i actually forgot about it till i looked through the list of tom hanks movies and i was like that's a great movie it is and i did a little research and followed up on it i've seen it a few times before and it's uh it's it's based on a graphic novel and it tells the story of tom hanks plays against his normal cast where he's uh he's not a villain but he's a guy with the dark side um he plays a mob enforcer slash hitman for uh the great paul newman's mob boss paul newman's um, last live action film role that's what i thought i didn't want to like say that because i had not i didn't get a chance to to wikipedia but that's what i thought it was his last right, right, we're gonna do a paul newman podcast one time and i'm just gonna yeah for i love paul newman paul so, newman is um, one of is my top top three favorite actors yeah i would i would agree with that me too uh, but yeah so tom cruise in this he plays this this gangster who has a family and has to deal with the fallout of some of his actions and it's seeing him act across from paul newman is this awesome experience yeah that uh is a treat it's glad like something it's almost like, like a, a passing of the torch it is in a weird way yeah. where i feel like paul newman did a lot of those kind of movies uh, that Tom Hanks, you know, because Paul Newman for a long time was kind of America's golden yeah, boy he's, actor. Yeah, and, he and is, that's yeah. what I feel Tom Hanks is for for you and me. Like oh, of course, generation. yeah, he is. And, totally and not taking anything away from Paul Newman, but I mean, that's just why to, it's, to it, see the two of them sit down in a room together and act across from one another amazing yeah and it's interesting that both of them are playing dark characters that are kind of like right. twisted and a little bit off yeah. and a little bit a little bit villainous uh on both of, definitely on paul newman's side but a little bit on on tom hanks side yep. too yep. and uh it's just a very like he has these there's a lot of catharsis and a lot of like what's it like to be uh, a father and all these mm-hmm. sort of things that have to deal with it because he has to interact with his with his son a lot in the, in the movie. And uh, there's a whole dynamic with Paul Newman being pseudo-father to Tom Hanks' character. Right. Um, just a really solid performance by both of them. Paul Newman was uh, nominated for the Supporting Actor, supporting actor uh, yeah. Oscar for that. And also I just... An early pre-Bond role for Daniel Craig. 
Yeah, I forgot that he, he was, was in Paul that. Newman's actual son. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, he was in that. And then uh, also you have uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law, great. In Did, it, yeah. Didn't know you could make Jude Law ugly until I saw Road to Perdition because <laughs> that was that was like Pretty Boy Jude Law days. It was, yeah. Where you know, like every movie he came out of, like look at that handsome slab look of beef that right dude, there. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, no, he he had like missing teeth and bald head, and they made it, they made him look rough in that movie. Yeah, so that, was, that was a good. For, he was like psychotic in that movie too. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good. Uh, good film role for him. Good, good movie all around though. Yeah. Sam Mendes uh, was that his follow up to uh, American Beauty? Yeah, we were talking about how we were uh, yeah. trash American Beauty was the other day, but <laughs> we like were. that's when I when I looked and saw this because I've forgotten who directed uh, Road to Perdition. I was like, Sam Mendes directed that. Yeah, I was like, damn it, damn it, <laughs> I want to hate Sam Mendes. <laughs> Which yeah. is also weird too, because Sam Mendes directed Daniel Craig in the most recent Bond films. Right. Yeah. So that's right. I wonder if they like plotted that way back when. They probably know? did. I mean, with anything like that, you also are dealing with like I find that the con- the connective tissue to those sort of things is usually the casting director. Yeah. So there's a casting director that Sam Mendes likes to work with, and that casting director yep. loves uh, Daniel Craig, yep. and so they 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 Makes pair sense. up a lot and that sort of thing. All right, All right, so you're number five. Yeah, number five for me is uh, is going to be uh, Risky Business. Risky Business and Tom Cruise's right. breakout role. Yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise in his underwear. In his underwear, that's right. Uh, I mean, you love it because it's Bob, you're such a Bob Seger fan. Right? I, so I am a huge We talked Bob about Seger your love fan. for Night, Night Moves Night in the animated One of my favorite episode. songs ever. Yeah. Um, but uh, Risky Business is uh, definitely my number five. He plays... I mean, you're looking at, like, has any actor had a breakout role on the level of Tom Cruise on Risky Business? Probably not, no. I would say... I mean, like, you're looking at, like, the iconic <coughs> stuff from mm-hmm. that movie. I mean, like, I don't know too many actors who literally skyrocket onto a onto a stage in their underwear wearing Ray-Ban sunglasses. And his smile in that movie is magnetic, I yes. mean, like you, you look at like the, who is this young kid just eating up the screen? Not saying that he was like, like acting against giants of his time because I think Booger from Revenge of the Nerds was in it, and uh, Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano, yeah, yeah. Uh, was was the bad guy in that. Yeah. And Rebecca De Mornay was uh, was the the prostitute with the heart of gold. But uh, no, risky business number five playing Joel. Um, that movie has some stakes, and it does. Uh, it, it, it works out, and we we love movies with stakes. Tom Cruise really is the glue that brings that whole movie together. And I mean, from after, I mean, you look at after that man, just the sky's the limit for that kid. Yeah, that movie represents so much of the '80s. Just oh, yeah. the whole the themes of it, mm-hmm. and the whole just his smile is like that. His, Tom Cruise smiling in that movie is like the the '80s. Yeah, like he's it's almost like that Jack Nicholson. Yeah, uh, was in like the '70s, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like he, the the torch has been passed. What's yeah, that, and he becomes. This, why can't we put Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise in a movie? Yeah, together? we should. Oh wait, they did. What? What movie was that? It's on my list later. Oh, okay. Shit. I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh, come on. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay, now I know what it is. Um, yeah, uh, I would bring up, uh, I think, I th- what year was Risky Business? 84. Okay, um, so what did he do right after this? Uh, I believe it was, I got it. Well, I don't want to ruin anything on your list. We'll talk no, about no, no, that No, 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 he didn't, no, he, he two, two, two before the one you're thinking of. Uh he did right after Risky Business. I wrote them all down in chronological order. I got them right here. Uh, all the Right Moves. Okay, yeah. Which is actually a pretty underrated 
flick if you, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it. It's a football movie. Also, Leah Thompson gets uh, naked in that movie. And oh, all right. That was for for a Back to the Future fan. I was like, <laughs> this is a big deal. Yeah, that yeah. was a big deal for me. Uh, and then Legend was right after this one as well. But oh man, I love Legend. Legend, yeah. Legend doesn't hold up well. Yeah, I haven't it, watched it. it doesn't hold. Time. Up I used to watch well. it on HBO all the time. Yeah, no, it's it, it, it's a great movie to see, but then you're like, oh, this movie kind of sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, let me go to my number four <clears throat> on my Tom Hanks performances list. Number four is, of course, his uh, portrayal of Woody in Toy Story, and I'm specifically choosing Toy Story 2. Ooh, good pick. I was I was about to say, I was like, I, I feel like he's got more weight. Yeah, I think he has this, because they bring Jesse into the mix, The uh, his counterpart, female cowboy character, he has... Um, he has more emotional range right where he suddenly has this sort of like he realizes like oh who i am and how i interact with like this female character and Mm -hmm. like all these things he has kind of an awakening in some ways in that movie i think right and uh becomes more confident as a character i believe too yeah um and i don't know it's just a great voice performance it just shows tom hanks's range that he can do this like you know cartoon character and you know, you see him as Woody, but he also brings Tom Hanks to it. Right. And uh, it's just a wonderful performance. We've talked about Toy Story ad nauseum on this podcast, but yep. uh, and on previous po- episodes of this podcast. But he's just great, you know, just plays off the rest of the cast wonderfully. He and does. I think Toy Story 2 is like where it really, he really shines. Because I imagine doing Toy Story 1, I imagine everybody involved with it was like this may not be any good we may not be involved in this anymore i'm right. not because i don't think they went into that thinking we're going to do a bunch of movies no i feel like tom hanks beloved. became woody as woody <clears throat> in, in toy story 2 yes he, he, he and and what the, the the thing i really love about the movie is like you get this whole backstory on like who he is as a character and like you yeah. find out like you know Woody's Roundup and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah, and he and he has this he 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 doesn't know his history and right, stuff, and he right. learns this as he goes along. Yeah, and it's eye opening and like wow, this is like I was part of this or yeah. like this is where I came from. Right, and I don't know. There's a lot of like human emotion in it for a movie about toys. Oh, absolutely. So, and it's, yeah, and I mean it may be the most. I think two is the most emotional one because. I don't know. There's some like there's some emotional three, stuff in three. three. Yeah, when, when they're getting ready to get Ugh, yeah. burned alive yeah, in the incinerator yeah, yeah. and they all hold hands, I was bawling. That, I was, that's I was true. Like, I was yeah. like I was pouring tears yeah. out of my face. <clears throat> I agree. And I don't feel like any of that happened in Toy Story too. Yeah. And again, I think I was maybe like fourteen. When that came <laughs> out, so. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. They just like the toys like really like learn that they love each other i yeah. guess in two yeah. and are like yeah. they're together and like they got to be in this together so and I, I love think the, the other aspect of two where uh the other toys are trying to rescue woody and they, yeah. they're yeah. trying to find their way through this giant toy store and and uh yeah it, it was a, it's a great it was, setting it was a whole little whole little thing i, I really enjoyed and the whole side plot about people being collectors and like yeah. being like yeah. ruining the, the fun of like having a toy by like putting it in a box and putting it on mm-hmm. a shelf and all mm-hmm. this stuff is like Interesting. So. And I really like the scene too, where uh, the guy comes in to refurbish Woody. Yeah. And that that's a very yeah. artistic, very cool scene because I'm like, man, what a cool job that would be. To like- I know. Yeah. He shines up his eyeballs yeah. and paints yeah. over the Andy on yeah. the shoe yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, I forgot about that. So that's my uh, that's my number four okay. Tom Hanks performance. All right. Uh, number four for me should be uh, no stranger to anybody that has listened to this podcast at all because number four is uh, Top Gun for me. I recently just watched Top Gun to I, I did a trivia game 
game uh, last week about it, and uh, we had a whole series of questions about Top Gun, which was a lot of fun to make questions for because there's a lot of little things in that movie that really are uh, fun to make questions about. But once again, magnetic Tom Cruise, you're looking at just like I would say one of the defining movies of the 1980s uh, when you're talking about um, like my dad was a Navy recruiter. Uh, here in Wilmington when that movie came out and he said that like when that movie came out everybody was just beating the door down really to be a wow. Navy pilot yeah everybody wanted to go be a Navy pilot yeah uh, so, so it was like, like in, increased like 2000% recruitment for, for to be Navy pilots <laughs> um, but Top Gun just I mean it's it holds up very well today uh, some of the scenes are the sweatiest scenes ever put into the film history of, of, of anything. Uh, you look at any scene with uh, the one bald guy, Stinger, I think was the guy's name. He yeah. was like the captain of the Enterprise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that guy sweats the entire movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's not a scene where he doesn't. I'm like, does, none of these places have air conditioning. Uh, but it was a great movie. Great action scenes. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think that they're going to maybe ruin it for the sequel coming out yeah, next year. Uh, I, uh, yeah. But I, I, I still, I, apparently Jennifer Connelly is the, the love interest. Okay. And I will take Jennifer Connelly over Kelly McGillis any day of the week. Right, yeah. Uh, because Kelly McGillis, I feel like, I I don't know. I, okay, so Top Gun leading to one that is not on my list, Days of Thunder. Um, Days of Thunder nailed that perfect romantic lead with Nicole Kidman, okay? Right. Uh, Kelly McGillis falls flat and it's just kind of a flat performance it is. and she's just it like and it's kind of unfair to her too that that character is just written kind of flat it, like there's it's not, not a much, very well written character she just is the female character yes, in the yes. movie and that's mm-hmm. one of the criticisms of the movie i think is yeah. that the movie is so like male centric that like if they would have put like a stronger not just her as a performance but a stronger well, I also female feel like role she, she falls way too quickly for for maverick where right. it's like all he does is like say a couple of quips to her and talks about a MIG MIG fighter plane and she's just like you know like right sploosh. yeah it like, makes her look like a a weak character it does I, yeah it, and I'm like yeah. I'm like now now this is like the the interesting stuff was there in the very beginning when they sing you lost that love and feeling and she kind of like bats yeah. him off and like that's that's a good but they just jettison that yeah and, and throw then it's it away. like you yeah. know there's literally the one she's like she's like I get, I don't know how to hide it anymore that I'm falling for you and then you know cue Berlin yeah you know, that was like, obviously uh that was that shows that that script was 100% written by a man. Oh, easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. the way that she falls for him mm-hmm. in that, that movie. There's no Cause, nuance cause to it. Because when in the so. history of time has any woman just been like, I'm falling for you? Yeah, never. <laughs> never. Never. No. Never. No. no. Um, I've heard it said that Tom, uh, that Top Gun is uh, dirty dancing for guys. I would, I would 100% I, agree with that statement. I think that that is an accurate... Yes. Uh, Accurate like women, of the women movie, gush over so. dirty dancing. Guys gush over, top, over gun. Top, top Gun, and I love the movie too. I love it, love it. I was I, like, I love Top man, Gun. Man, that those uh, that the soundtrack comes on and mm-hmm. this first uh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yep. I had the I had the NES game. I used to play that yes, all the time. I did too. So hard. Yes, ridiculously mm-hmm. hard. Uh, that and then when you when you hear that 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 opening, yeah. You, yeah. you hear that and you're just like, oh, America. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's very, <laughs> you get, you, very American. You get, movie. you get half a chub just thinking about yeah. it, you know. And you're just like, that's so weird because I mean, like that movie is so homoerotic. Uh, in in many of the scenes that they're in, I'm just like, half that movie is just them without a shirt on, 
Yeah, and there's been in, in locker rooms a, and just like many a think piece written about yeah, that, and yeah. it's like it's true. It's just that's and how it no, is. So. I have no shame in that. Yeah, like, no, it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. You shouldn't. Also, the the product that they had to have had in Val Kilmer's hair. <laughs> yeah. That the the cost of that hair product alone. Unreal. Yeah. I, I, like it's almost like I feel like his hair is equivalent to guile in Street Fighter. It is. Yeah. Where it's like it's that level of. Yeah, spikiness, Spiky just like and and you know? and yeah, defies gravity in a way. Uh, yeah, Val Kilmer, like that was his like big role, right? His first big role. Uh, I think no, top, no, no. He was secret, in Top, top secret, secret, but come out before that, he wasn't like a sex symbol in Top Secret no, though. Uh, so and no, I feel like I feel like both this, like Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer solidified, solidified their their like you know people are like oh risky business, risky business, but then like Top Gun launch Tom Cruise into the stratosphere. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah, Val Kilmer's Iceman rode that wave as well. So oh, he did for sure. Um, yeah, if you, yeah, there are other, but there are better Val Kilmer roles. Uh, yeah, but for sure. But that was definitely, I mean, who, when your response is to bite at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't, you, I don't like you cause you're dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I am dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And he just bites at him. I'm like, who yeah. does that? That's not a response. Yeah. All right, what's your number three, man? All right, my number three, <clears throat> can I interest you in? I'm only trying to take a nap. I'm only laying here with my eyes closed trying to get some goddamn sleep. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Hanks' character from The Burbs, the, the Burbs, 1989 man. film The Burbs. Not a lot of people have seen The Burbs. No, and I think that Tom uh, Hanks has gone on record saying that he does not like that movie or he's yeah. like ashamed of it. He won't right. talk about it. Yeah. But it's such a great 80s comedy like goofy 80s comedy it, it really with uh, and it's it's a little bit dark mm. uh it's a thriller kind of comedy thing where it's a dark comedy if you have not aspects. seen it it is about the suburbs it's about people living in the suburbs and how ridiculous they can be and it's the story hinges on this weird family moves in and the this group of guys that live in this neighborhood are convinced that they are somehow some sort of murderers or right. doing satanic things. Yeah. And the whole movie is trying to figure out whether they are actually doing these things or not. And, uh, these guys, it's, it, it's, it does a good job of like showing the paranoia of living in a suburb yeah, where like, you're like, like everybody's peeking through blinds yes. and just like nitpicking every little thing that your neighbors do. Yeah. Uh, it, especially, I mean like you live across the street from these people you see them all the time, but you never know anything about them. Yeah, it's, and everybody's had that situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've lived in the suburbs at all, you have had that situation where, like, your mom's looking across the street and complaining about how they left their garbage can on the street for two yeah. days or yeah. whatever, and what are those people doing over there? Did you They're see so what weird. Charlotte brought out of her car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it plays on all that. Uh, it's got a great cast. And yeah, and uh, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern Bruce is Dern's great a, in it. As yeah, the, this, <laughs> they're all a bunch of cra there's all these crazy neighbors, and then Tom Hanks is like the everyman. Like, but he's also a little weird too. He is weird as well, but he's he's weird in a different way. He's the, he's the anchor for the, the group. He though. is. Uh, Corey Feldman too. Yeah, movie, so yeah another 80s, as the weird kid. As the weird kid, you know, it's like I think Corey Feldman made his career. Off of playing just that kid for, being, yeah, for like ten years, just being Corey Feldman. Uh, it's really funny. There's so many great quotes. Like when he's like the quote I gave just a minute ago. He's sleeping. He's trying to take a nap, and his and his you know that his neighbor comes over and is like, "Hey, you got to check this out. What they're doing over there." And Tom Hanks is just over it. He does not want to. He does not want to have anything to do with their Who's shenanigans. His wife in that movie, you know, I, I you know like, I can't remember. It's been like, so long since I've seen Terry it. Gar? Terry Gar's wife in that. It might have been. Um, look that up. I feel like it was definitely a blonde, right? I think so, yeah. 
Um, but funny movie, you know, funny Fisher. Role. What? Was it yeah, Carrie Fisher? Yeah, Carrie Fisher was his wife. I completely forgot that. Obviously, I did not watch this and researching clearly, this, but I, it's been a couple, it's been many years since I've seen it. But uh, I quote it with my friends all the oh, time. Carrie and, Fisher was his wife, but I feel yeah. like she wasn't. She's not in it very much. She's, she's not. I just, she's no. not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mostly about these these dudes being dudes in the neighborhood. And, yep. Um, it, really funny though, and still like impacts me. Like I, there's still there's been situations in recent years where people moved in across from me or near me, and I was like, oh, the Clopex have moved the in. Clopex have moved in. Uh, we had a family like that. Uh, we called them the Space Invaders. Yeah. Uh, because uh, they were our neighbors. Like we had this guy. They had this old dude and his wife that lived next to us for for years, and then they moved out. Uh, they got a smaller house, and then these people moved in, and they would play. They would play basketball outside at like 11:30 at night. Yeah. And do they were all homeschooled and. Right. Right. No offense to anybody that might be homeschooled that's listening, but y'all, y'all weird. All right. <laughs> uh, y'all like homeschooled kids are always just a little off, just a little bit. Well, you just cut our audience in half. Uh, right? yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Joey. Joey, I think was homeschooled. Right? Uh, definitely not. No, <laughs> no, I no, 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 no. Joey that listens to the podcast. Oh, fake Joey. Yeah, fake yeah. Joey. <laughs> He's gonna get so mad that we said that. <laughs> Uh, oh man so uh yeah so man good choice the burbs not not a lot of people know that one yeah you should uh, check it out if you've I've not watched it it's entertaining i've got that in a two-pack with the money pit uh the money pit is like an up decent like it's, goofy yeah, throwaway yeah. comedy from yeah, the 80s it's not like, bad. yeah i just i'm not a big Shelly. Shelly long's Shelly in that long yeah fan. when they tried to make her a leading actress mm-hmm. and it was like nope, nope she's nope. no where's where's sam yeah exactly she, she can't act unless ted danson's there all right, number three for me. Number three is going to be what I mentioned earlier, uh, putting putting Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise in a scene in a movie together, and that is uh, a few good men. Yes, a few good men. I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, man, what what an act! I, I feel like, in a lot of ways, this made like this. I feel like each one of these movies has made Tom Cruise or solidified his his lasting image uh, for for who we are and how we think of him. A uh, few good men made after Days of Thunder, mm-hmm. so he was still riding that Top Gun train. Um, but I feel he tapped into a lot of stuff that he had tapped into for Rain Man. Like Rain Man is another one of those where like Dustin Hoffman gets all the attention for Rain Man, but uh, Tom Cruise really brings a lot yeah. of uh, weight to his character in that. I agree. And then uh, once again, he plays this flashy, cocky kind of young hotshot lawyer who's a judge advocate, judge judge advocate general. Uh, he's a jag lawyer uh, in in few good men and mm-hmm. uh catches a case that actually has something more that he can't just plea out and uh they they run with it and it becomes this just great kind of figuring out it's a courtroom drama it's a military thing it's it's this bringing in uh, all these different characters and a few good men is not just a great performance by tom cruise but it is just a great movie uh it was one of the yeah. uh it was nominated for best picture uh jack nicholson uh absolutely crushes i mean you know often quoted you know you can't handle the truth and all this kind of stuff and uh but man what a great scene between the two of them in the courtroom together yeah uh, i mean it's iconic it's one of the greatest scenes in like american film history right so easily. It's, and it's aaron always... sorkin wrote it oh i didn't realize yeah that aaron sorkin, sorkin that, was that makes fir- sense that yeah. was his first movie yeah uh, that he wrote uh, based on the play that he had originally written i think I think I'm not positive. It is very play-like. It, it is, is very it set is. up like a play, and which I'm I a actually, fan of movies like that. I, I actually like got that. to see uh, Panache Productions here in Wilmington. They did a uh, they did about four years ago. Uh, they did the 
courtroom scene from. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah and they had cool. a whole uh, they had a whole thing. Like they they did a few scenes prior to like the meeting between all of them in mm. Cuba and stuff yeah. like that. But the the majority of that play was just the courtroom scene, and it's a great uh, great little drama there that we did. And I got to see that locally right here. That's so, cool. Yep. Uh, Demi Moore, very good in that movie Demi, too. Demi yeah. Moore, uh, Kevin Pollock, also uh, an underrated yeah. actor in mm-hmm. my opinion, doesn't get enough love. Um, and oh, man, somebody else was in that. That was oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. of all people. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was one of the guys that uh, was brought in for uh, witnesses. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of great acting in that movie. Um, just the that like sparring between mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and and Jack Nicholson's characters yep. and Jack Nicholson just doesn't falter at all no, and no. and Tom Cruise like there's times where he's like oh oh yeah oh shit yeah. like you can see his character like and he like has to like steady himself and like really like yeah bear down and when Jack and, Nicholson's and, like when they're in Cuba and Jack Nicholson's just hot shot don't fuck with me marine yeah on his territory he's like you're gonna stand there in that faggoty white uniform and you're gonna ask me nicely yeah and then like tom cruise just oh like comes in he's like colonel jessup it's not a problem can i please receive your order transfer order you know yeah sure thing kathy i mean just oh man what a great what a great back and forth between those two guys and uh, a few good men excellent movie uh tom cruise crushes it and it's at number three in a lot of ways it is one of my favorite tom cruise performances um but there are two that beat it in my opinion which is what we're going to talk about here in a little bit all right so my number two is uh his performance in saving private ryan okay um we've talked about that movie a lot on this podcast we don't have to talk about it too much but he's just really great as this he's this believable soldier who is tasked with this um thankless job i guess in a way or like this this like strange task to go find this you know private ryan and he doesn't question the job he just does it he's the loyal soldier and he goes and does it and along the way he kind of like mentors these this ragtag bunch of of uh characters and just uh yes a solid performance like great great role i feel like he, in a lot of ways, it's almost like Tom Hanks transported him. Like, that would be Tom Hanks had he fought in World War II. Exactly. He plays Tom Hanks in the movie. He does. He, play, he plays himself. A human being. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, great performance because he allows these other colorful characters to take center stage through right. most of it. Right. He's sort he, of the linchpin. He, he, he's he's the, the linchpin, but yeah. he plays in the background in a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's almost like you, you just see him like... I don't know if it's like this on the set, but it's almost like he's mentoring these actors of like, that makes that, you know I, what I mean? I, I, like yeah, yeah. as the characters, like he's mentoring them as like characters and actors kind of like letting them play off of him and right. letting them, he, they, they all keep coming back to him and reporting to him mm-hmm. and this and that. And mm-hmm. he like lets them, you know, it, I don't know. It's a great cast. I feel like that's, like, that's a, a one of the best casts. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Ever, ever assembled. But, um, yeah, no, Tom, Tom Hanks and, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Great. My favorite scene, with him in that movie is when they're it's right before the final battle and he's sitting there talking to uh private ryan and for those of you who haven't seen it i'm not ruining anything because i don't want to give away who private ryan is yeah um but (laughs) um he's talking to private ryan and uh they're they're talking about he's like well you know you got to think of a context you know because private ryan can't remember his brothers and uh, yeah and he's like you got to think of a context and uh you know like me i think about uh you know uh, my wife, 
prune the rose bushes in the garden and uh, you know and then Private Ryan goes on to tell his whole story about his brothers going off and like being with uh, the girl in the barn kind of thing uh, and then Matt Damon sorry I'm ruined it <laughs> Matt Damon comes back and says he's like well tell me about those tell me about your wife and those rose bushes and Tom Hanks the look on his face and just the the where he's like he's like no no I, I saved that one just for me and yeah. I mean that that line right there where it, it just lets you know so much about him as a character and just how well written that movie was where you know no we don't have to tell that we don't have to tell that story we don't have to you know that's mine that, yeah that's, his. that's for that, me that, that's yeah. for him uh-huh. and 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 then then they go off to go fight this final battle and it's just i mean but that little bit of levity right there mm-hmm. and but it, he has a very reflective look in his face that just sells you on who he is as a character. That 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 scene right there lets me know exactly who that person is. Yeah, it's the confidence, mm-hmm. and you can see why he's the leader of this group. Yep, and yep. that's yeah. my that's my favorite scene in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it's great, great, just an awesome character, uh, and military military character with a lot of empathy, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different than we see in yeah, the you movies. Usually, a see lot, like the machismo so. kind of like, oh, yeah. like, we're gonna go in above, you know, like John Wayne esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he he played that one with uh, with a quiet reserve, which I really like. Yeah, so that's <clears> my my number two, Tom Hanks right performance. Uh, number two for me is uh, one of the ones where he Tom Cruise took not a major role but it is a very minor role and I, it was one of those where when I saw it I had to really I was like is that who I think it is because he doesn't look like himself but he kind of does <laughs> I think I know what this and, is and uh, number two for me is Tropic Thunder <laughs> yeah and yeah. he plays uh, the kind of studio exec yeah mastermind, mastermind guy behind uh, this Lex, whole thing Lex yeah. Grossman I think was his character's name uh, and just the lines that he delivers and everything that he just brings to that movie where it's like here's Tom Cruise a man who's been in the business for for forever who has probably gone up against or known people like that who he is emulating mm-hmm. and just nails it nails he's like you can go unfuck yourself and just <laughs> oh my gosh just so many great lines from him in that and movie. Tom Cruise is not known as being uh, having a sense of humor like right. he doesn't like most of his characters do not they're very serious mm-hmm. and like so it's just a chance for him to like let loose and chew up the scenery and yeah it, it I, I like when characters I like when actors send themselves up yeah. a little like uh-huh. they, they, they don't take themselves too seriously and to see that and I think that also came out at a very critical time in his career because I think it was like right after he had split with Katie Holmes and everybody was kind of questioning his sanity the Scientology, and, like, the Scientology stuff was at stuff its peak was com- yeah, yeah. I mean, it, was, it was all yeah. coming out and then he did this movie and it really solidified him for another younger generation of people yeah. where you know like a lot of people saw that movie not expecting that to happen perhaps continued his relevance a little bit right which is, exactly he's still making movies still making movies see, and, so. and you know none of the mission impossible movies are on my mm-hmm. list uh but i feel like man yeah if, if i'm pushing 60 and still yeah still believe, still man. doing my own stunts mm-hmm. and i mean like what he i mean you, you would think okay mission impossible 2 aside which was not a great movie Okay. Yeah. But it's all been a while Mission Impossible movies yeah. have always had some really awesome set pieces. Oh yeah. And, and the Great. most recent yeah. one, the most recent one, I feel like might have been the best one that they've done. Yeah. Mission Impossible Six. I don't. Have you seen Mission? Impossible I have not. 6? No. Man. I've not seen the past two. So. Mm. They're they're both yeah. pretty pretty solid. I love and I think it's three where he's on the motorcycle and he does the like. 
three is the one that Ang Lee directed, right? Yeah, that was two. Was it? Yeah. Is it two that he's on the motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he does the, like, he gets up on, like, the front wheel or whatever, yeah. spins it around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's, like, yeah, not a great movie, but, like, that scene is, like, pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Where he's, it, like, there's some badass moments in that yeah. movie, but just not a well-made movie. Yeah, right. Um, whereas I remember going to see the first Mission Impossible with my dad and having no idea what was going on. I was like, what's going on? Because I was, like, 10 when it came yeah. out. Or 10 or 11, and my dad had to explain all of it to me after we got out of the theater. And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. But yeah, I can remember yeah. being in the theater watching that scene where he's dangling above the, the yeah. floor, and I was just like, oh. like you could you could hear a pin uh-huh. drop in that theater. That's how quiet it was. Uh, but Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder, if you haven't seen it, Another great role that was like uh, the the Robert Downey Jr. Reconnaissance, uh, uh, Renaissance, you know, because I think like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang had come out, and then he did Tropic Thunder right after that. Uh, was it, was Tropic Thunder after Iron Man or before Iron? I Man? I think it was mm, maybe right after Iron Man. I think it was it was close to Iron Man. Right before or right after Iron Man yeah. came out. So it was kind of all because right I think there. that it was like I think that me seeing Tropic Thunder was like okay, I guess we're just having Robert Downey Jr. back now. Yeah. So and I was fine. Robert with Downey it, Jr. But, yeah. was fantastic in that movie. Yeah. Uh, got nominated for best supporting actor. Uh, throwback to uh, the the something we talked about earlier do you know what robert downey jr's true comeback role was it was not in a movie not in a movie it was not in a movie his first role from when he got out of rehab gothica no he played uh elton john in the uh i want love video oh. or he didn't play elton john he lit the his he lip-synced to i want love hmm. uh that. and that was his like that that was his first like comeback role was him it's just him in that in it's just a shot of him lip syncing that whole song okay so yeah all right i didn't know yeah, that there you go trivia master whoa gotcha. here's another here's another robert Downey jr uh chaplin okay yep chaplin uh was the only only two roles in history have ever uh who is who are the only people to have played an academy award nominated actor and also get nominated for that role. And also it. get nominated. Yeah. Uh, for the role. Yeah. So oh, like man. Charlie Chaplin was nominated for Oscars, and then Robert Downey Jr. got nominated, nominated for, for playing for Charlie playing, Chaplin. For playing Charlie Chaplin. You know who the other one is? It's a female. Nope. It was Kate Blanchett as Catherine Hepburn in the Ah, you know what? The aviator jumped in my mind for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but I was, was before you said female role, I thought I thought it was uh I thought it was Howard Hughes or something for some reason, but yeah, yeah it's not not correct, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's But uh cool. Robert Downey Jr. for a long time, he was like the first person ever to be nominated for yeah. an Oscar playing a person who was nominated not for an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Learn so, something new every day with you, Brian. There it is. Um, okay, so you ready for my number one ready. Tom Hanks on role? Um, I went back and researched. Brian, we'll talk about this in a second. Brian did some heavy research for this, and <laughs> I did light research. I went back and watched some YouTube clips. Um, this movie affected me greatly when I saw it because it's so emotional, and it's it's a downer, but it's it's, it's such an important movie, I think, and, and he won an, uh, an Academy Award for it. It's uh, his role in Philadelphia Ooh, yeah. um, as this... Uh, HIV positive, you know, AIDS stricken lawyer, um, who is trying to fight for, for justice, um, it, for un- unlawfully being terminated from his law firm. Uh, he plays across from the great Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. um, as this lawyer, who's a little bit homophobic and scared to, uh, take on the case. And then, uh, they kind of reach this common ground of like realizing that, uh, discrimination crosses, uh, you know, different 
right. different segments of the population and they, they unify to, to fight this and just some amazing, like on par with like the acting in a few good men, I would say mm-hmm. were like these great, like monologues and, uh, that aren't hokey or like campy right. or anything like right. that. Like these really powerful monologues just shows you the range that, that Tom Hanks has an act as an actor. Um, he won, so Tom Hanks is one of a few uh, actors and actresses that there's only been two only that two. won back to back, back to back Oscars. I thought there was more than that. I think Catherine Hepburn is an actress, but there's only been one actor that has won back one actor as yeah. a, a, for the male yeah. uh, to to win back to back, and he won back to back for uh, this, and then the next year he won for Forrest Gump, correct? Which is like an impressive thing. It's just like oh, it's yeah. You know, as much as I shit on Forrest Gump, like you know he he's definitely he he crushed that role he he was in that role so but it's so it's interesting to show those two films compare just shows his range as an actor Mm -hmm. because he is a very different character in this than he is in Forrest Gump obviously right and if you've never seen Philadelphia it's really like I said it's hard to watch it's it's heart-wrenching but it's played with a a real like love for uh, humanity and um just a impactful performance right and denzel washington is awesome and everything so like to see yeah. those two go together yeah. is yeah. like denzel washington and tom hanks have great scenes together in that movie yeah and it's I'm been getting, a hot minute since i've seen philadelphia though so i might need to rewatch. i watched some of the scenes like especially the courtroom where they're both arguing yeah. for like yeah. you know i'm a human being and this yeah. is not right you know and um just it's i don't know it's just a great great performance from both of those guys i was surprised that denzel washington didn't get nominated for that too but i think it was, i don't it was think a tight he did year that year for the best actor yeah but you know once again i showing, guess he would have had to be nominated showing the for oscars actor. showing yeah. the oscars so white uh of the 90s you know not that i'm i mean denzel washington, <laughs> denzel washington has won his awards in respect yes. as as well he should uh well, that's one we should do we should write down denzel washington performances because that's one that i'm very yeah, passionate yeah. about he's one of my favorite maybe, he, I'll, maybe i'll pick that for you he's in my top spot yeah for, for sure pick yeah he's, he's in my top five you for have, sure glory so. on that list and we're, we're done with this podcast <laughs> we're, we're done love glory i went to film school uh my first film professor was the uh uh, art director for for glory oh, awesome. set set director or whatever that's yeah cool. set set dresser guy or whatever um yeah one more thing about uh, there's something else i was gonna oh do you know who the other actor was the one back to back for best best actor not supporting actor but best actor you know who it spencer was? tracy you are correct bing 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 i don't know for what for two roles, i don't know what but, two movies they were yeah. but uh, i think my more, captain's courageous maybe and something else right but yeah, spencer tracy had a solid run there too mm-hmm. he, he got nominated for for quite a few films. Uh, uh, and bringing up Sister Tracy, it's interesting to kind of like uh, put a bow on this, but I mean, we're going to go to your number one, yeah. but like it's interesting that these two actors in particular are very, um, they're very evocative of the classic film actors from I the agree. like 50s and 60s yeah. or 50s in particular. I would never like, say that Tom Hanks has a Cary Grant level quality, but he is Cary Grant-esque where mm-hmm. like they they carry films. Yes. They they there's there's not a lot of actors today that sell movies based on their name. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of us, Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks, those are still two of the A-list Hollywood stars that can sell a movie based on their name alone. Yeah, if I hear about either of those those actors being in a movie, I'm going to mm-hmm. be at least be like, "Oh, I might need to watch the trailer for that." So. Right. In, unless it's Cloud Atlas. <laughs> yeah, not on the that, list. That movie yeah. sucked. Ooh, boy. <laughs> um so my number 1 is 
a movie that got a lot of attention when it came out, but I feel like not a lot of people talk about it now. Uh, and it's it's one of those where I, I've always dug it. I saw it in theaters. It was one of those where I had no idea about anything going into it, and I watched it, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, Tom Hanks, or excuse me, Tom Cruise plays... Uh, against type uh, like you said he, he normally doesn't do send ups uh, of himself he's not a, known for a sense of humor mm-hmm. and nor is he known for playing the villain but he plays the villain in this movie and uh, that's my number one is Collateral man that is I forgot all about that movie and that movie is awesome it's it so is good so great so great yeah Michael uh, Mann Michael did Mann that directed yes. it. yeah and, and I mean Jamie Foxx one of the few years where an actor got nominated for best supporting and best actor he got nominated for best actor for Ray and best supporting best for, supporting for, for collateral because uh, Jamie Foxx plays the cab driver, the cab driver that has collateral. to drive this hitman around. Drive hitman and, yeah. and, and Tom Cruise plays Vincent, uh, who is a just badass hitman who is yeah. in town to kill people and then just get the fuck out. And Jamie Foxx is roped into there's circumstances that allow for you know okay he's now going to have to drive Tom Cruise around all night and Jamie Foxx is trying to find his way out of this and try to get Tom Cruise reported uh, to the police and stuff like that. And it's also following the police as they follow this just raining of murders all over town in, L- in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. It's another one of those great Los Angeles Michael Mann movies where like Heat and um, mm-hmm. uh, To Live and Die in L.A., those are all Michael Mann, uh, and, and they all have like that just brutal dirty, gritty Los Angeles. And you don't see that a whole lot uh, in what I would consider like white cinema, whereas like you see that in like urban Yes, like black right. cinema, like you know, you look at uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, or you know, like you see that dirty Los Angeles, but you don't see that in like glitzy Los Angeles, mm-hmm. right? You got a little bit of it in like Less Than Zero, okay, which came out in the eighties, and that was talking about kind of like the drug yeah, culture right, in Los yeah, eighties at the time. But you don't, but I mean, you really get like some of that real urban stuff that you don't see unless you have like an old noir like from the forties, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. Uh, but you, you get a lot of that urban grittiness in Los Angeles with this movie and. Tom Cruise just absolutely crushes this role. And there's, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue. He's cold. He's calculating. He plays this character so well. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that is a true mirror of who Tom Cruise is. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that he is that way in real life. Uh, and and not to the extent of that he's killing people. Right. He might that be. we know. I don't, I don't that, know. That, yeah. I mean, he might be. Scientology. I don't know that much about it. But, you know, that, that <laughs> could be one of those things where... Oh. But uh, collateral. Also, one of the first roles. Well, uh, one of the only roles where Tom Cruise just looks his age. Like they love. Yeah. He's got gray yeah. hair in he's it. He hair. looks like he does not look super young in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he looks tired in a lot of the scenes and stuff. Um, he does. In that's his character. You know, um, what a great concept for a film. Very simple concept. Yep. Uh, what if a cab driver had to drive a hitman around all mm-hmm. night? Like that's it. Boom. Yep. That's the story, and that's the neat, and you live through that. And yep. so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go watch that one again. It's been a while. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's a solid movie, man. I, I I really I like the movie. I like the role, and I feel like Tom Cruise. Uh, as much as I love a few good men, and I would say that like a few good men is maybe like in terms of like we're going like the pan like defining films of mm-hmm. an actor uh, i would say that like you know risky business top gun people say but collateral man you can't sleep on it gotcha yeah I, i'm that's a great number one yeah were there any on my list that you that i didn't have that you were maybe- surprised that days of thunder was not on there okay but i think that t- top gun and days of thunder are the same film 
They are exactly. They the are the same film. film, which is fine. But I think choosing one or the other is fine. Mm-hmm. And I think he's better in Top Gun than he is in. He's de- he's better Dave in Top Gun. I feel like Days of Thunder has a better supporting cast. Michael Rooker is Michael uh, Rooker as Dale Earnhardt is, basically, yeah, basically is, uh, and then Robert Duvall. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, man. Nicole Kidman is way hotter than Kelly McGillis, uh, <laughs> yeah. and she's still got that like curly red hair that she used yeah. to have back in the '80s before she got I mean, all weird. Even though Brian likes likes I, the I redheads, do, I do enjoy the red hairs, uh, but it just. One of those where, yeah, they are very much interchangeable. Directed by Tony Scott, both of them. Um, yeah. And, and, I mean, it's like basically like Top Gun, but with NASCAR. So. Yeah, so a little surprise that one was on your list. Uh, one that would have been on my list that was not on your list is um, Color of Money. Color of Money is a great movie, and I love Paul Newman, but it's not... It, it, it's weak Paul Newman. It's weak Scorsese. And I would agree. Uh, Tom Cruise is excellent in that movie. Yeah, I really like Paul Newman's performance in it. I agree, it's not one of the best Scorsese films. That's why it's no one thinks about it anymore. It's right. about it's the if any, any of you ever don't know what it is out there, it's a it's a sequel the, to the Hustler. To the Hustler, it's about playing pool, mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Cruise plays this hotshot uh, pool player uh, that doesn't can't be can't nobody tell him nothing right and uh paul newman plays this wizened old uh eddie felson yeah pro uh and i don't know i just like a lot of the moments in that movie and i think that like tom cruise is great in it as that's why i was asking you what the sequence was because i wonder where he made color money right after top gun after top gun yeah Man, I would have thought that was before Top Gun because he's so young. Top Gun and then Color of Money came out. Yeah, he's so young. And then another underrated Tom Cruise movie right after Color of Money, Cocktail. Uh, Oh man, I love love Cocktail. Cocktails and dreams, dude. (laughs) Um, Yeah, go watch Cocktail. Great, just terrible '80s movie, but just so So, great. So great, just so bad, but so just invite some people over Mm -hmm. and uh, have some drinks and 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 yell at your screen the whole night and and make fun of it. Um, But also featuring another one of my '80s crushes, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is yeah, coming off a of Karate Kid on that, right? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, but that the Color of Money performance, he seems so young in that. That's why I yes. thought it was like, I thought it was right after Risky Business. So I can't. No, I, it was I, right after Top yeah. Gun. Uh, may, may, may have been filmed. Before, yeah, who knows? But, who but he has played as, yeah. he is, his character is very young and mm-hmm, brash mm-hmm. and whatever. Uh, but Once again, the amount of product spent on his hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got this he, big he's pompadour. Crazy pompadour. But, and I'll never be able to hear Werewolves of London without thinking of him going, and his hair was perfect. Yeah, he does, he does that a, thing with his hair. He moves his hand through his hair, yeah. And every time I hear Werewolves of London, that's all I can think Great of. Great soundtrack to that, uh, <laughs> too. Um, I think and, a, another reason I hate, I don't hate Color Money, but another reason I I don't like is because that's the movie that Paul Newman won Best Actor for. Yeah, it was it was a pity Oscar. Right. Where, yeah, I got you. Like yeah. he he should have won for The Hustler originally. Yeah, he should right? have. Yeah. He should have won they for Cool Hand right, Luke. Uh, yeah. He should have won for all these other movies. And what's crazy is like you look at Paul Newman. Paul Newman the year before Color Money came out won an honorary Oscar because it's like he's been in all these great movies and nobody's ever given him an yeah. Oscar. Uh, and then the next year. He, he wins, wins for the color of money, and yeah. I'm just like, eh, it, it cheapens Paul Newman a little bit. Yeah, but not taking anything away from that movie, it's just not what I would consider top Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's interesting though to bring the point. The reason why I'm so great at making transitions and stuff for the, and connections for the show, there are two movies 
on this list. I mean, two movies that we have discussed today where the these two actors act with Paul Newman. So That's right. we get the our, Road to Perdition. We had the opportunity, Color yeah, Road to Perdition and Color of Money. So we had to see. We got the chance to see one of the past greats act with one of the more recent mm-hmm. greats mm-hmm. Um, in both of those. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Brian, did, you, did I have any on my list that uh, you not, disagree not with? Really or like, really? I, I, I love Big. Big is a great movie. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoy for for what it was. Uh, it's a stupid movie, but I really liked Larry Crown. For I yeah, don't know if you've ever seen Larry mm-hmm. Crown, yeah, it, it's not in any way uh, great Tom Hanks, but it's it's just a fun throwaway kind of hour and a half movie that you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I watched that. Uh, I was never disappointed with it. And Tom, I like Tom Hanks when he just kind of plays that. Come on, guys! Like you know, he plays that very kind of just everyman, yeah, uh, kind of character, which I miss because he did that a lot more in the '80s than he does now. He did, yeah, and, and like Tom Hanks in the '80s plays that. Like I love Turner and Hooch. Yeah, Turner and Hooch is one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, uh, because he just plays that mm-hmm. kind of that's just, a good role too. Like just ah, you know, like he's flabbergasted, but also you know, very calculated. I don't know. It's it's a weird. Yeah, he played this like I'm frustrated with all the idiots around mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who is acting sane yeah. in this situation. And, uh, and bachelor yeah. party for, for yeah, the stupidity yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. But, yeah, um, in no way are they great movies. But I enjoy Tom Hanks in those. Yeah, movies. those 80s comedy yeah. Tom Hanks, which mm-hmm. is different. That's why I think I represented that with right. the Burbs pretty well and, so. and i also love tom hanks uh in his first both larry crown and this other movie were directed by tom hanks and uh that's that thing you do yeah and, and we've he, talked about that yeah, on the he, podcast he, before. he loves it i i i love i love that thing you do yeah. it's one of my just fun movies that is is fantastic and also gave us uh the the greatest captain geach and the shrimp shaft shooters uh, <laughs> if i ever have a band if i ever have a band that's 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 gonna be my band name without doubt yeah cool so yeah no other than that uh tom hanks tom cruise love him or hate him uh hopefully uh you guys identify or at least are excited to watch a few of these movies if you haven't seen them uh definitely check out i would highly recommend road to perdition uh, yeah and i would recommend collateral off yeah, your list yeah, for, yeah, sure. for sure like those, and, and those two both, if, if you had to take away two movies from from this list though yeah the, those would be the two i would definitely watch two great movies mm-hmm. michael mann super underrated like yeah. should get more credit than he does he should. but he should he love his style yeah so, oh so red good. uh red dragon was it the yeah. No, that was no Manhunter. 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 He Manhunter, did which Brett is Ratner. originally... Brett, Brett Ratner did Red Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Manhunter is the, the, the original, the original yeah. telling of that yeah. of that story of Hannibal Lecter. And it's, it's, man, it's an awesome yeah. movie. It's so good. Movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's our episode for today. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. And uh, thanks. And Brian... Everybody, and, have, everybody have a good... Fourth of July, if you you know, because that's that's coming up here. Yeah, I'm getting ready to go uh, see a couple movies myself. Uh, as as we get done with it, I'm gonna go see Yesterday. Okay. Uh, yeah. When I leave here, and um, which I just found out yesterday is directed by Danny Boyle. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was so, one of the selling points for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that. And then I was like, somebody was talking about. It. I was like, oh, this yeah. is like you know subpar Danny Boyle. And I'm like, is there really such a thing as subpar Danny Boyle? Like. There's a lot of hype about that movie uh, coming out. So out I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see it. I've heard kind of a mixed bag mixed, on it. Yeah. Uh, and then I think uh, I might go there and then maybe go get some food and then go see uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that comes out today, too. So I was not a big fan of the first Spider-Man movie in the series. So. I liked it. I liked, yeah, I liked it. Most people did, but I have to hate on things. So. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, negative all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, perhaps uh, may go see Godzilla at some point. Oh I'm yeah, kind of excited about that. Yeah, that so. was that was yeah. good. Yeah, I, I dug it. Yeah, I liked it I, a lot better than the first one. Yeah, um, I did not see that first one, but I saw the King Kong movie. And, yeah, uh, enjoyed that yeah, for yeah. what it was. It mm-hmm. was just 
you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to see the first one to, to get this. this yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Just know that there are monsters. Well, I, I expected that. I, was, <laughs> I figured a Godzilla movie would feature Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. It would be, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, you can find me uh, pretty much everywhere at DJT Panda, all one word, at DJT Panda. And Brian Worth, can they find you? Uh, you can find me on BFG Wilmington Trivia and nofelix.com. Those are the places that you can find me. Uh, I, I started my 1950s uh, watch last night. Speaking of Spencer Tracy, I watched uh, Father of the Bride, uh, the, ah, original, the original Father yeah. of the Bride. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I started 1950 last night, and I'll be working my way, and I'll be posting about that on nofelix.com here uh, probably uh, the beginning of next week, the end of this week. So we'll uh, we'll get that up there. And uh, you guys can check that out if you if you like anything about Oscars um, like I do, because that is the – the, the litmus test for the greatness of movies, right? Right. Yeah, it's the definitive. It's <laughs> the never gotten anything never, wrong. Never right? got yeah. anything wrong ever. Uh, but yeah, check that out if you want to. And uh, we'll put up another podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm really interested to talk about what we might do for next time. So. Yep, for sure. And uh, as always, you're going to need a bigger boat. And uh, we're out. How about you come down here and chum, of this, chum some of this shit, you know? <laughs> Hooper drives the boat. Hooper drives the boat, chief. <laughs> Thank you.